Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Once again, good morning. It's good to see you all. And by the way, those things on the tables, okay, good. I'm seeing some Play-Doh being opened up. It's available at any time, so have at it. It's brand new. That's the new Play-Doh smell. Yeah. Well, this morning, uh, as we gather, we're going to have the opportunity to do things somewhat differently than we often have the opportunity to do. We'll continue to take advantage that uh, we are gathered around tables, and we can make things a bit more interactive and conversational than we often have the opportunity to do when we gather in the sanctuary, although we're excited to get back in there as well. We'll also this morning engage in what's called an action reflection model of learning, which is just a fancy way of saying we do something and then we think about it and talk about it. There'll be time for conversation and for some fun together around our tables as well. And those of you joining online, we're glad that you're here. And we ask that uh, if you are watching with someone today, you take advantage of the conversation times to talk with whoever you're watching with and participating with online. Uh, but we do acknowledge that there'll be times we'll try to include you as much as possible today, but it might be a little challenging, so thanks for your patience with that as we do things a bit differently today. Over these past few weeks, we've been exploring what it looks like, what it means for us to be a connected community, a body of believers united in Jesus Christ, a congregation here at Bethany that seeks to be more than just a bunch of individuals who get together in the same place at the same time. And so even as we receive each other and welcome each other, we respect and honor one another, we recognize that we each have uh, an image that God has placed in us of himself. We recognize we've been giving gifts and talents and abilities, even quirks, and we respect and receive all that about each other. We respect our individualism, and yet we long for connection and community. A few weeks ago, we gathered at the Lord's table We shared the sacrament of communion around tables with one another. We shared our stories as well, and we heard testimonies of God's work and faithfulness in our lives. And then the following week, we explored how this connected community that's gathered in Christ, that gathers for times of encouragement and worship and equipping, is then sent out to serve, sent out to serve our nearest neighbors and in places throughout the world. So we go into our own neighborhoods from this place. We go into our schools and workplaces, even into our homes, and share the love of God. And then we support and partner with mission partners, missionaries, who are in places where we physically are not present. And last week, we saw that we can't do any of this on our own. We need each other, and we especially need the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. We cling close to Jesus as our master and seek to have his spirit guide us and form us and shape us. We remain close to Jesus as best we can and physically, even though he's not physically present, and we consciously depend on the Holy Spirit to do good works in and through our lives. We recognize that we grow as disciples by yielding to that work of God's spirit and by doing what we can to practice those disciplines that we know will help us in our Christ following. We pray, we study God's word, we worship together, we serve alongside one another, we give generously. 
This morning, we're going to consider what it means for us as a connected community to be people who sing together and play together. Now, you hear the singing part. You're like, okay, I think that's part of church. That makes sense. But what's up with playing together? Well, hang in there. You'll, you'll see. We sing together because it's actually one of the very oldest forms of worship. For thousands of years, song has been part of the language of worship for the people of God. Singing was an element in the early Christian church, but it's especially mentioned in the Old Testament, and it really is a direct link to our roots in Judaism. If you look at about 140 or so of the 160 mentions, uh, mentions of singing in the Bible, they're in the Old Testament. Moses and his sister Miriam sang to God after God parted the waters of the Red Sea and allowed the Israelites to pass through as they fled their Egyptian pursuers. The book of Psalms, the Psalms in the Old Testament, is a songbook. It's the songbook of the Hebrew people, and it was the songbook of the first Christians as well. And so perhaps not surprisingly, about half, all the, half of all the mentions of singing in the Bible are found in the book of Psalms. Psalm 96 says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. From Psalm 30, sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. And from Psalm 59, you are my strength. I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my God, on whom I can rely. So, Chris, what do you think? Should we just talk about singing or actually do some singing? All right, let's sing. Thanks. <laughs> well, last week we talked about growing in Christ as disciples, practicing those things that help us stay close to him. And we know that one way we do that is by singing the songs of our faith. As we sing, we remind each other, we remind ourselves those truths that we believe. And that can be especially important when belief becomes difficult, when times get tough in our lives, when our faith is stretched. I've talked to a lot of Christians who know the Bible well, they have favorite verses, and they also usually have favorite songs, favorite lyrics that speak to them words of truth and remind them of God's faithfulness. Many of the Psalms talk about coming to God with joy. But many of them speak of times when our faith is difficult. And many of the Psalms are songs that are meant to be poured out in tears as we lay before God our, our troubles and lament before him, asking him for peace and encouragement and answers. Singing is an act of discipleship for each of us, and it's also one way that we can grow together as an increasingly connected community. I love how Pastor Chris often puts it. He says, one way that we can love each other is by singing each other's songs. Now, we just sang two songs together, and maybe you loved them both. Maybe you had a favorite. Maybe you were both, both of them. You were like, ah, not really my thing. That's okay. At your tables, I want to invite you to have a little bit of conversation about maybe about these songs, but maybe more generally about singing in worship and specifically here at Bethany. So there's a slide with these questions. You're not going to get to all these questions or even necessarily to every person, but there'll be a time uh, for sharing later in the service as well, so everybody will get a turn. So which songs of worship or style of music do you particularly resonate with? Which ones seem to help you engage in worship? And what does it feel like 
when you don't like the music at church? <laughs> Name those feelings. It's okay. And what might it look like for you to be part of actively helping build our community by singing someone else's favorite songs or leaning into their style of preferred music? So have a little bit of conversation around your tables. I'll post back together in a few minutes. Those online, please chat with somebody who's near you. Thanks so much for sharing around your tables. Good conversations. All right, I need to recruit uh, Jesse Rogers here to help me with this next activity. Jesse Rogers, are you in the room? Jesse Rogers, I need your help. All right, yeah, give her a hand. <laughs> wow. All right, um, so our, we're going to do, um, we're going to do a Mad Lib, and I need, I need some input, so Jessie's going to go around, and uh, she's going to get, she's going to try to work the tables and get answers so we get everybody, or a lot of people participating. Mm -hmm. So, you know how a Mad Lib works, Mad I need a bunch of words, and then we'll put it together into a story. So, Jessie, you just give me the answers that you find from the tables, okay? Okay. So I need a number. Give me a number, guys. 14? Oh, no, sorry, Jesse's gonna get the, she's gonna work the tables and then, uh, all right, so now I need a mood or feeling. A mood, a mood. give me a mood or a feeling. Um, joy. Joy? Joy. Okay, I need, Joyful. I need two more moods or feelings. You can go to another table. Mood or feeling? Give me one. Happy, give me another one besides happy. Happy and joy. Excited. Okay, one more. And what about you guys? Can you give me a mood or a feeling? Ooh, grateful. I like that one. Grateful. Okay, I need um, three things. Okay, three give different me a things. Noun. A noun. Alana, hit me. Things. Give me a thing. What? Plato. All right, okay. give me a noun, guys. This table. A thing. Give me a thing. A thing. Anybody? Piano. Ooh, a piano. Okay, we got a piano. Okay. Noun at One this more. table, a thing. Lion. Ooh, a lion. Lion. Okay. Now I need uh, three different musical instruments. Ooh, give me an instrument, guys. Clarinet. Oh, clarinet. Loudest voice wins. Violin. And a bagpipe. I'm going to give that one to you because that's awesome. Okay, now I need an adjective. Up, oh, describing word, adjective. A describing word. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, I need two more adjectives. Okay. You guys are so nice. Okay. Okay, now another adjective. Okay, I need a question. Okay, I need uh, two, two adjectives. Oh, that, okay. I, that's, okay, one more. 
That's going to be good. Prickly. All right. Okay, I need, um, I need two activities. You're not on. All right, two activities. Just shout them out. Jesse's t- tied up here. Dancing. Dancing. What else? Sleeping. Sleeping. Oh, no. I liked kung fu fighting. That was good. I may weave that in. Yeah. Um, Okay, I need an animal. Animal. Um, Give me an animal. Giraffe. Shocker. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I need a superhero. Superhero. Give me one. (gasps) Spider Man. Okay. I need a Bible story. Ladies, Bible story. Hit me. Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I'm hitting my stride. Okay. Um, I need a board game. Board game. Board game. Monopoly. Okay, and I need three different foods. Ooh, give me a food, guys. Give me a food. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Oh, give me a food. Steak. Steak. Okay. Haley, give me a food. Give me donuts. Yeah, baby. All right, we're ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is... Felt we good? All right. This is thanks to you. We wrote this together. The story of a summer Sunday morning at Bethany Covenant Church. One beautiful Sunday morning in August, the people of Bethany Covenant gathered once again for worship and fellowship. They met in the gathering place since the sanctuary ceiling was finally being repaired after what felt like 14 years. The atmosphere that morning was somewhat joyful and a bit exciting, And some people felt grateful. That's like real. (laughs) Sandy and her Welcome and Connect team made sure visitors had their usual excellent experience and took care to include in everyone's visitor bag Play-Doh, a piano, and a lion. (laughs) Pastor Chris put together yet another interesting musical ensemble featuring clarinet, violin, and bagpipes. The combined effect was quite delightful and somewhat beautiful. Pastor Diane led the welcome and announcements and attended to other details of the service, ensuring that everything was silly, wonderful, and smart. (laughs) At the beginning of the sermon, Pastor Ben engaged the congregation by having everyone turn to their neighbor and ask, why are you so angry? Ben then preached a sermon that left everyone moist and prickly. (laughs) All right. Downstairs, Miss Jessie captivated the kids' attention during children's church by engaging them in dancing, sleeping, and kung fu lessons. All of which she deftly connected to the day's Bible lesson. She had the kids dress up as a, she had two kids dress up as a giraffe and as Spider-Man for a modern retelling of the story of Joseph and his brothers. 
And then because it was so nice out, everyone went out, the kids went outside for a life-size game of human monopoly. <laughs> the fellowship and service team really outdid themselves, laying out a feast of pizza, steak, and donuts. <laughs> all in all, it was a wonderful morning. People felt welcomed and connected, connected to each other and connected to God. They learned about Jesus and heard each other's stories too. They lifted their prayers and praise to God and came away challenged and encouraged, if a bit moist. <laughs> it was a good morning. The end. <laughs> All right, so a few more uh, conversation questions around your tables. We're going to slide with these questions here. Um, what do you think about the idea of having fun during worship? And what's the most fun you would say you ever had at church? So discuss around your tables. Thanks again for sharing around your tables. So if we look at what uh, the Bible has to say about us being a connected community, there's actually quite a lot in there. It seems that God always felt it was important for his people to be deeply connected in community. Much of the Old Testament focuses on what that community looks like. What does it mean for God's people to be God's people? To not be someone else, but to be the people that God had called and created them to be. And that a lot of the New Testament focuses on similar themes. Now that Christ had come in fulfillment of prophetic um, promise of the Messiah, what does it look like for the church to now be God's people, a people centered on kingdom living, living the way God intends. And if we look at the letters that are written in the New Testament that we find there, we see that they have much to do with us living as a connected community in Jesus Christ. These letters raise and answer the question, what does it mean for the church to be a church? What should this community look like, feel like, and be doing? The Apostle Paul in particular writes to Christians about the importance of connection, which he would probably call unity. Now, not uniformity, but an interconnectedness, a willingness to stay together even despite our differences, a focus on what unites us in Christ over what might divide us. And we've seen, we've seen that there really are honestly two great ways to build unity among any group, to build togetherness and a sense of cohesion. And one is having fun together doing things together, working alongside together, uh, and doing things simply for the sake of fun. Actually, interestingly, another way that people grow together as a group is by facing crisis and hardship together. And those things tend to happen from the outside in. But as we think about developing our own unity, um, we probably would prefer and be better at scheduling fun and fellowship activities than crises and disasters. Those will come uh, when, God, when God allows Paul writes to the Christian church in Ephesus, Therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, 
just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And then to the church in Corinth, Paul writes, be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace, then the God of love and peace will be with you. And we can most effectively bind ourselves to one another. We can most effectively live out these encouragements and instructions from Paul as we get to know each other better. And so we share our stories with each other. We listen to each other. We serve alongside each other. We grow together. We challenge each other and encourage each other. We see each other through tough times. We sing together and we play together. These are the kinds of things that foster connections that build our unity, and that cultivate joy among us. And we recognize that these aren't necessarily all things that we can do together on a Sunday morning. We have limited time and space. There'll be other times that we need to gather, whether it's here in this building or in places outside of our doors. And so in the weeks ahead, you're going to be hearing a lot of opportunities to connect, especially as our fall ministries and programming ramp up. You'll hear about things you can get involved with, and I ask that you would seriously consider those and see uh, how you might grow in more deeply connected community here at Bethany. It's my prayer that you'll grab hold of these opportunities and we'll see our faith grow even as we see our community grow deeper and more uh, deeply connected. My prayer too is that as your faith grows, you will find yourself increasingly pointed to Jesus Christ because ultimately everything we do is about him. I'm going to invite you to stand as we conclude this part of our time together by speaking together the words of the Apostle Paul given to us in the book of Colossians. So would you stand? And let's speak this together and to each other. Let the message about Christ in all its fullness fill our lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him through God the Father. Amen.